Well, good morning, church. How are you today? Uh, it's so good to be here. We're starting a brand new series uh, called Half Truths. And I'm really excited for this. And we're going to be looking at, for the next four weeks, um, various sayings that are only half right and half wrong. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to I think I think this morning, I think it will be good and will be helpful and a little bit of a huh kind of moment. And um, before we get started, a few, a few things to let you know about first. This is pretty cool. And the chair in front of you, you see this thing? Don't pull it off. It's, you know, it's on the chair for a reason. But this is now, if you, uh, if you miss any announcements or anything, here's what you can do. Ready? This is so cool. You can pull out your phone. You got your phone, right? Open your, uh, your photos app, just like you're going to take a picture. You can now scan this little QR code and look what happens. A little link, you hit it and it goes to our announcements and you can be caught up to everything. So here's what I know. I know that you don't do this, but other people do. Sometimes they come in a little late. Maybe they miss the announcements, a few songs. And then if you miss the announcements or you hear about something and you, oh, what was the date? Or I missed that. You can now just scan the thing. It's gonna be in the chair in front of you and it'll pull up all the announcements that we, isn't that cool? We're becoming pretty high tech. So um, you come in, scan away. You come in on a Thursday. You know, I just wanna scan stuff. You come on in, right? You can scan away. So these will always be there. It will always be up to date. Um, we won't bring it up every week. This will bring it up now. And then from here on out, you can just get caught up. Um, we're also going through this. This is, this is pretty cool. Our, our red letter challenge, we're almost done. Isn't that crazy? So if you're doing this with us, we've been going 40 days um, uh, through this devotional. And, and this last week was on giving. And, and one of the things that came up, even at the staff level, was, um, was one, of the, one of the challenges was to give to, um, food to those in need. And so we had this, this conversation. It was kind of a casual one that just sort of became like, okay, yeah, we could totally do this. You know, we will uh, we'll often as a church kind of take up food donations to help um, certain things, certain causes. And, and the, the question came up was, uh, why don't we just have a permanent food donation bin? Like, like, is donating food seasonal? You know, like only certain times of the year? And it was, no, like, yeah, so, so here's what we have. You go in the lobby today, officially today, we will always have a, a little bin, a food donation bin. So if there's ever time where you just like, you know, I just wanna donate food or this cause, or I have extra cans that I got, or I went shopping specifically, I don't know where to drop them off. You can just drop them off, no questions asked, just, just leave them there and, and we'll collect them. And it'll always be there. Isn't that cool? And that came out of like, that came out of us. So I'm, we're going through this, you know, like the, on the staff reading it and stuff. And it's like, you know, like, all right, are we going to learn anything? You know, we're paid to do this. This is what we do, right? This is for all of you guys. And we're reading this going, man, this is for, I, I, this is for me, right? This is helping us make changes. So um, it's been really good. This week begins the last week and it's ongoing. It's the Great Commission, go and make disciples. So if you aren't caught up, catch up, and then you can walk through the last week with us. Uh, uh, one last thing before, uh, before we have another announcement. Last week was Mother's Day, and I think there was maybe a little bit of a, a, a miscommunication or issue, and a lot of moms didn't get the gift that they've been waiting all year for. <laughs> Here it is. I take this with me everywhere I go. Uh, it's a little travel manicure set. So ladies, these are for you. They're, all, they're at the doors on your way out. Make sure you grab one. Uh, happy Mother's Day plus seven days. So thank you. If you didn't get one, uh, grab one. And uh, again, like, like me, just keep it in your backpack always. Okay, here's the last, 
Last thing I want to, uh, by the way, anyone want one real quick? Any, anyone not have one? I don't want to, th- okay, sir, this, I don't know if, uh, any, any, there we go. Okay, I'll throw it at your feet that way. It, oh, and I, sorry, I think I hit you. Um, so here, here we, you're welcome. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, uh, this last week, uh, it was an announcement from, uh, from uh, gosh, it felt like everyone, from president to governor. And, uh, and so uh, I thought it would be good to talk a little bit about this thing. So um, it was an announcement on this. You guys, uh, you, have, you have one of these? You know what this is? This is a church division apparatus. That's what they call it. Did you know that? It's in the fine print. This, uh, this little mask thing has, cre- I think, has created more, uh, more disagreements and fights and issues and opinions um, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, uh, labeling people as one way or the other. This, this thing ha- uh, has been, it's been a challenge this last year. Um, this last week, there was an announcement both from our president at a federal level and then also from our governor at a state level. Um, and the announcement was this, hey, if you've been vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask indoors or socially distance. Great. What else? No, that's the announcement. Do you have it in writing? What's the plan, right? There's been so much confusion. I think even I went shopping out this last week and uh, last weekend uh, to a few stores and it was like, okay, mask on or off. And people were coming in with like, hey, we don't have to do it. And they're like, no, put your mask on. Like the president and our governor just said, and they're like, well, Target says this. And it's like, this is a fight even over like, who do we obey? Like who's in charge here? And so it, even, even the like, you don't have to wear this anymore is confusing. So here's where we stand. Our, our position um, has not changed. We are told in scripture to submit to the governing authorities and to pray for the governing authorities. We're not told to, um, uh, to worship or serve the governing authorities. We worship God, right? We read scripture and, and our faith is around Jesus. We worship Jesus, we serve Jesus, we obey Jesus, but we submit to the governing authorities so long as it doesn't infringe on our, uh, on our ability to worship the Lord. So um, when, uh, when all of the restrictions came out for size gathering, all right, we'll do it. We, we, this makes sense, right? We'll limit it to the size, we'll create other venues, we'll rent a tent at our expense to go outside in the summer. We'll do everything we can to make sure that we're doing this right. Um, uh, we'll wear masks, we'll social distance, we'll change the rows, we'll, we'll do all of this stuff, right? Great. Now, it's just sort of like, a, hey, oh, by the way, if you haven't heard, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. And it's almost, like, it's almost like a shock, like, wait, we just went through a year of all this stuff, and just like that, it's like, hey, good news, everyone. You don't have to. If, you, if you've got your vaccine, you're good. So here's, would you like to know where New Hope stands? I'm gonna anyways, even if you don't wanna know, here we go. So um, we are gonna, I think it's simple. We're gonna listen to and obey our governing authorities, right? From a federal level, presidential level, and a state level. So if you have been vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask indoors, right? Or socially distance. It's just sort of like, hey, one big fell swoop, all of it, right? So if that's, if that's you, great, congratulations, right? Awesome, right? We've been kind of wanting to get to this point. Um, Here's, the, here's the, the tricky part, okay? 
And here's maybe you're like, oh, that's wonderful, great. I see a lot of you don't have masks anyway, so you're like, you preemptively decided New Hope's policy. So good on you. Uh, what we will not do is ask you for your papers. <laughs> so when you come in, we're not gonna stand at the door asking for proof of a vaccine or show me your card or, or you know, hey, what day were you vaccinated? Listen, this, this is, we're a family and this really is honor system. And it's about, hey, I wanna do what I can and I wanna love my neighbors, but I've been vaccinated, so I'm not gonna wear my mask. Great, and no one's gonna tell you like otherwise, right? So when you come in, wonderful, right? Here's, here's what, I, 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 I wanna be careful because I think what could happen is a, a, a few things. First, now I think the issue is gonna be judging if you have a mask or not because now, now I'm making a decision about you. And so this, let me just tell you right now, okay? This does not determine your level of spirituality, all right? You aren't a better Christian because you aren't wearing it or because you are wearing it. And, and, and it isn't a matter of like, well, can you believe that they are still wearing a mask? That means they haven't gotten the shot. It, it very well could be that people, I just talked to the last service, they're like, hey, I've been vaccinated, but, but I also don't wanna make other people uncomfortable. So I'm, I'm just gonna wear mine for a little bit. Great, right? So, so, so please, if you could, if you could, um, if you could do this, if you could, uh, we read in Ephesians chapter four, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. If you could say, I'm going to pursue unity in our body and peace in our body more than my own personal idea of what everyone else should be doing. I can tell you, I, I'm, I'm still planning on wearing my mask. You'll see me in the hallways. And, and if you see it on me, if you're gonna judge people still wearing a mask, you can judge me. Because listen, this, I think this is gonna be a phase. I think it's gonna be a while before we get to like everyone is kind of around. But, but this is a step in the, I think, I, I think in the right direction. So when you come in, if you've been vaccinated, again, no one's asking, no one's asking for proof or, or wanting you to, um, great, you don't have to wear a mask. If you still prefer to wear a mask, great, you can wear a mask. And, and, uh, and if any, listen, if anyone gives you trouble, you tell me. All right, you point them out, I'll handle it. <laughs> no, is that good? Is that good? Is that fair policy, right? So when you come, okay, good. Uh, now let's, should we do this first? Let's, here we go. That felt weird right now, like almost wrong. Um, let's talk about the Bible. So we're in the series, Half Truths. And, and what we're talking about are, are these, are Christian sayings that, that are, that are very popular, that are very common, that we just take for granted. We almost just assume, well, because a lot of people say this, because it's around like, oh, that's true. That's absolutely true. But these, but these half-truths, even though they're all over the place and you hear them, you maybe have even said these to people, are they actually biblical? Are they actually theologically, biblically accurate and true? And, and here's, what, here's what I find, that, that as, we, as we talk about these things, um, they're actually, it isn't just a matter of like, well, I'm right or I'm wrong. It's actually harmful. Some of the implications of these are actually hurtful. So I, I, remember, um, I remember being in college and uh, I went to, I went to Bible University. Woo. Oh, great. You guys all should go there. All right. 
but I went to junior college for one year because uh, you know private college is expensive and life circumstances had to go junior college and then made my way back. Uh, while I was there, I uh, had to take Spanish class. He had to take a foreign language. So I'm in my Spanish class and, and the teacher, she's just a lovely lady. I, I, uh, I still remember like her voice and she's just really short, but like super fiery, like you don't cross her. And, and I remember her saying this, this is in Spanish class at a secular school at Fullerton College, junior college. Woo. Seriously, that's right. Man, Fullerton College. Um, I couldn't wait to get out of there. And, and I, remember, I remember she would say this, well, you know, God helps those who help themselves. So you should do your best in Spanish class. That was it, right? It was sort of this like call on, hey, listen, God will bless you if you help yourself. So do good at Spanish and you will get the blessings of God. Can you say that? Like you just, I guess, it's, it's junior college. I guess you can, like it's just sort of whatever you want. And, and I, I remember being like conflicted, like, ooh, I don't think that's true. I know it's not, but also I'm glad you're bringing up God. Like, like you just brought that up. Like you just brought up faith in this class. Like, cool, but is that true? And, and, and maybe you've said, maybe you've said that very thing or things like it. So in this series, we're gonna look at those type of sayings that are, ooh, I don't know. So this morning, we're gonna start right out the gate, week one with, um, with one that, that is a doozy. Here it is, ready? God won't give me more than I can handle. Amen. Wait, really? Is that an Amen. I mean, I want it to be true, right? God won't give you more than you can handle. Here's what we're gonna see though. These, these, uh, these commonly shared half-truths, they can actually hurt people. They can actually be destructive and they can. They can discourage people in their faith. They can make them walk away from Christianity. They can actually ruin people's understanding of who God is. These, these tiny little like one phrase statements can actually be very damaging. And this is one of them. Now we're saying, we're kind of showing our hand here a little bit because we're saying these are half truths. So we're already telling you, hey, listen, all of these statements are, are kind of right, but also kind of wrong. So, so we're, we're letting you know ahead of time, hey, this isn't entirely true. So let's look at this. How is this statement half right? They're in scripture. What we see is that is that there is a passage, there is a verse that is similar sounding to this, that it's close to this, that the, that the, the statement that, that Paul writes actually can sound like that. Like I could see how you would then make that leap or that conclusion to, well, that's what this means. God won't give us, me, you, any more than we can handle. Here's what he says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he's gonna write about this very thing, but notice, it's, it's gonna be about a very specific issue. It isn't about life in general. It's a very specific issue. Here's what he says. Verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful, and here it is. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Here's what we see. Nothing can tempt me beyond God's ability to help me. 
That's what he's saying. There's nothing that can tempt you beyond God's ability to help you in that situation. So we would say that this statement is, is half true in that when, when speaking on temptation, yes, God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle, beyond what you can bear. Now, this, this, this is a pretty bold claim, right? Even just that statement. What, Paul, Paul, you seriously, you, you wrote that? Because you and I know people and maybe even ourselves or family members that we would say, I know them though, and their struggle, it was overwhelming. I mean, it was more than they could handle. In fact, so much so, it, it, it ruined their life or it ruined relationships. Like, what do you mean it's, he won't allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. If, if we're not careful, it, it, almost, it almost sounds like we're downplaying the seriousness of temptation. Like, okay, it's not that hard then. But that's, that's, not, that's not what's going on here, right? In, in fact, there, there's plenty of times where we could say in our lives, like, I wasn't able to resist temptation. And, and you're telling me I, sh- I should have just been able to, to withstand that? And, and here's the thing. Every one of us, we know, the, we know temptation. We know the feeling. We know the, the, the pull of it. But but everything we're tempted with is different. Like all of us have that, whatever tempts us is totally different. And though we identify with the, the, uh, the experience of temptation, what we don't agree on or relate to are the things that we're tempted by. I remember um, I was a youth ministry for, uh, for a decade and, and had a number of interns come and go and, and kind of come throughout uh, the program. And, and I remember one in particular, um, and she was great. Uh, she was. She would meet with kids. She was at every event. Like she was. Like she was there. Whatever it Whatever it took. Didn't matter. I'll be there. I'll help out. You want me to come early? Stay late? Great. Wonderful. I wish. I wish we had more of you around here. But here's the problem. She struggled with theft. Her temptation was stealing. I didn't know that. We had uh, at our church, we had a vending machine set up that would, you you know, if you get hungry or thirsty, like on a Sunday, you can go and just, you know, put some money in and get your thing. And, and uh, great, right? It was just sort of a way uh, to, um, to make money. And, and all of that money went to camp scholarships. So all of it was like, we're going to scholarship youth kids to go to camp. So that's how we pay for scholarships, right? It was great. Wonderful. There'd be times it'd be like, oh man, we got, we got quite a bit of money in here. This is great. All right. You guys, you guys eat a lot of chips. That's cool. And then there'd be times where I'd show up and I'd be like, all right, it's been a month or so. I'm gonna go, you know, empty it out. And I'd check and it's empty. It's empty. There's no way it's empty because I preload it with 20 bucks, like 21 so that you can get change. Even that's gone. Like, oh, hold on. There's no crowbar marks. (laughs) No one had broken into this thing. And I'm looking at this going, how is this possible? Because there's only two keys. I have one and the other is locked up in an office. So what's going on here? And I remember talking to her specifically and being like, can you believe this? And she goes, I can't believe someone would, would steal money, would take this from, from kids going to scholarships to go to camp. It's like, man, have you thought it? Is it maybe? And then she would list out all these people. Like, have you thought about them? And all of a sudden I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> but I'm gonna start watching them. Good, po- thank you. Thank you, intern. For, pointing, for, for putting me on the correct scent. 
I never found out who it was. Never found out. I ended up we went moving that church and went to another church. And I remember getting a call later on from the treasurer being like, hey, so um, can we just uh, have a quick conversation about, you know, this person and, and um, maybe some of their, their have you, did you notice any struggles with money? I'm like, no, not at all. Did you notice maybe she ever like would steal things or, or take things? Not, not once. Well, <laughs> we found this. She was taking money from this account to pay for her cell phone bill. And when we approached her, we asked her about it. She confessed to it all. And she also told me that she was taking money from the vending machine. What? I mean, listen, I, I had her in my office. You guys, we're talking about it. We're coming up with a plan to, you know, to, to like a sting operation to catch the right, the, the bad guy. How we're gonna, and she's in my office telling me, I can't believe it. And it was you this whole time. Like I, I remember in that moment just being like, I don't, even, I don't even know how to process this. Like you, you, not only did you steal, but then you lied to me about it. And then you're just like, oh, hey, no big deal. Sorry. I remember I, I'm being so frustrated and, and you know, 20 years later, here we are. And clearly I'm over it. <laughs> and I still, I'm like, man, like I can't believe, I still, I can't believe my own intern was stealing from our own fun. Listen, we all have different things we struggle with and are tempted by. And, 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 a, and a, a great lady became her mentor and was like, yeah, she just, this is a struggle. This really is a thing for her. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I also can at least have compassion on, okay, this is, this is your struggle. We all have temptations. We all struggle with temptations. Her temptation might not be yours or other people in your life. And other temptations, um, like we, we, we can easily do this. We can easily judge the other person's struggle, whatever that thing is. Whatever the temptation, their thing, they're tempted with, if it's not ours, we can judge them hard. Oh, I can't, really? That? That's your thing? That's weird. Okay, I guess we're not hanging out with them anymore. But what you don't fail to realize is, yeah, but you got your own thing. Whatever your thing is, is also different than than their thing. And and like people could say the same about, about you, about me. We all struggle with different temptations. Some of us, uh, it has ruined our lives or loved ones' lives or relationships. We may be tempted by drug and alcohol abuse. And if that is a part of either you or your family, you know, you know how destructive that is. I mean, it's almost all encompassing. Like that's all you're thinking about. That's all you're praying against. We may be tempted to, uh, some of us to cheat in school, right? That's like a thing. I remember being in school all the time. Like, hey, What'd you get on? What'd you get on number two? I'm like, dude, do your own work. Oh man. And I'm like, I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. Cause I didn't help you cheat. I move on again. I'm over it. <laughs> we can be, we can be tempted to be dishonest at work. We can be certainly be tempted um, to be unfaithful to our spouse. I mean, if you today in today's cultural uh, setting the the sexual temptation is is all unavoidable, right? You you can't watch TV like we're we'll watch we'll watch um, family programs, just just random shows. You're like, okay, this is totally gonna be fine for the family, and it's like a, a commercial comes on, and you're like, oh my gosh, I think we have to turn off commercials. Like like this is a cereal commercial, and they're wearing that. <laughs> like what? It's the temptation is everywhere. We may be tempted to to lie to those around us. Do you know anyone who, who just, just tells lies, just even little white lies, not even for any reason. And you ask them, it's like, I don't know, I just, I just do it, right? Maybe that person's you. Huh. 
for whatever reason. We're tempted by different things. Some of us are tempted maybe to adjust our taxes just a little bit, just, just a little in our favor, you know? It's fine, it doesn't hurt anyone. Maybe we're, we're tempted to, I know, I've known guys who, are, who, who experienced strong temptation to pursue unethical business practices to get ahead because everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is doing it, so what's the big deal? I'll just do this, I'll just make this one little deal and, and it'll be fine. We may be tempted to be silent or, or uh, be apathetic in the face of, of injustice. And it's just sort of like, ah, it's, it's fine. Listen, temptation, there's no end to the number and the kinds of temptations we experience in life. But what we see, what we see in this passage isn't, it isn't. We aren't told that temptation is trivial or that it's easy to withstand, easy to resist. It's not a big deal. And in fact, like by definition, you, you might want to write this down. Temptations are tempting. Did you hear that? I don't know if you've never thought about that before. It's, it's amazing, right? I'll say it again in case you missed it. <laughs> the very definition of temptation means it is a temptation for you. So, so if something is a temptation for you, it isn't because it's like, ah, oh, it's no big deal, just withstand it. It's no, 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 I can't. That's why it's tempting. If it wasn't tempting, if it was easy or trivial, it wouldn't be a thing for me. What Paul isn't saying is that it's, it's trivial and he isn't saying it's easy to resist. Rather, here's what he says. When we are tempted, God will provide a way out for us. That it's actually God coming alongside of us saying, hey, listen, everything you're tempted by, mankind has been tempted by from the beginning. There's nothing new or unusual. There's nothing that's out of the, the, the normal temptation, sinful experience of the world. So listen, it's not uncommon to man. And God, listen, he's, I'm not gonna allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. So here's the truth, ready? Anytime you feel a temptation, you can resist it somehow. That somehow might not be just try harder. In fact, it probably isn't. If it was just, hey, just try harder, you'd, you'd, you'd overcome that temptation a long time ago, right? The answer isn't, well, I'll just, I'll just resist more. I'll just, I'll just try harder and, and, and make sure that I just don't do it next time. All right, one last time, one last time, and then I won't do it again. I can stop anytime I want. What we see isn't that the answer is just try harder, but rather... God gives us alternatives. And sometimes that alternative is recognizing I don't have the strength, so I need to ask for help. For some of us, this temptation, this struggle might be so big, so strong that, that it's, I I'm trying on my own and I, I can't, I can't conquer this. I can't overcome this on my own. The way out for you is to ask someone else for help. It might be an accountability person where you're, you know what? Hey, I'm not telling anyone this. This is just kind of our thing, but... If I struggle, can I just call you? Yeah, text me, call me whenever. Two in the morning, call me, text me, let me know. I wanna be there for you. It might be, that might for some of us not by, might not be enough. It might be, I need professional help. You, you, for the answer, your way out might be, I need professional help with this thing. It's just got such a big hold on me. The way out isn't just try harder, it's I need professional help. Now, whatever the issue is, Paul actually, he get, thankfully gives us the answer in the next verse. And it's a different kind of answer. It's one that you and I wouldn't come up with, but it, 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 it actually is the right one. <laughs> Here's what he says. The very next verse, Paul gives us the way out. 
Verse 14, he says, therefore, because of this, because there's no temptation which sees you except what's common to man and God is faithful, he won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear so you can stand up a way under it. Like you'll be, a, he'll provide a way out. Okay, here's why. So ready? Therefore, my dear friends, here's the answer. Flee from idolatry. Well, I didn't, what? Flee from idolatry. We were talking about temptation, Paul. I know. Because of all of this, listen, here's the answer. Here's what, here's what you need to do. Flee from idolatry. So here's the deal. What is idolatry? Idolatry is worshiping anything else in the place of God. So here's what Paul is saying. This thing that you're tempted by might actually be the thing you're worshiping. It might be calling your attention more so than God himself. And, and that is your priorities are out of whack. And it, it has a, a higher place than even your, your fear or service or obedience to God. Like this thing has got a hold on you, maybe because you worship that thing more than God himself. And he says, flee from that. Flee from idolatry. Make sure that God is first and everything else is after that. that you got to get your priorities straight if you have any, any hope of overcoming temptation. Now, that's how this, this truth, this little half truth is, is half right. With regard to temptation, it's true. God won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Now let's look how it's half wrong because this half is, is the part that, that we mess up. Paul actually writes about this. He writes about why it isn't true and, and why does God do that? He writes about it in his follow-up letter to the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians, and he says this. He starts first chapter, right out the gate. Here's why I'm writing first, uh, 2 Corinthians. And I'm gonna guess that if you've read 2 Corinthians, you've read this, but you probably maybe skipped it or didn't realize what you were reading and it's sort of, you just overlooked it. But, but this is actually like an incredible statement Paul writes. Here's what he says. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the, the troubles. And you can be translated in the Greek, hardship or oppression. Some translations say affliction. We don't, want to, we don't want you to be uninformed about the affliction or the hardship we experience in the province of Asia. And he says this, we were under great pressure, look at this, far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Now, now listen, you need to know who, who wrote this. This is Paul. This is the Apostle Paul. This is the guy that Jesus called on the road of, to Damascus that, that had this supernatural conversion experience that he communicates with Jesus, he sees Jesus, and then he, he goes and trains and studies theology, and then he writes, Paul, who writes half of the New Testament books, the letters. This guy, this guy gets to the point and he says, this experience was it was it was it was too much for even me to bear. When we think of the Apostle Paul, we think of like super Christian. I mean, he's like he's literally like anything he says is like that's literally gospel. Like that's literally the scriptures. You you write it down, and we will be reading it for thousands of years. And he's saying we were in this this moment. We were so overwhelmed, so beaten down, so discouraged, so broken that there was literally no hope and that we despised our own life. We just wanted to die. Paul himself saying it was so hard. It was so overwhelming. We were just, we're done. We're done. Our life's over. There's nothing left for us. He writes it a verse later. He says this, Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. We felt that, that this was God saying it's over. 
we're done, we're finished. Now, clearly it wasn't because he's alive to write that down, right? So he survived that experience. But Paul was so overwhelmed that he, he couldn't handle it. God allowed him to experience hardship beyond, beyond what he could handle. One commentator writes this. He says, the picture one gets from reading between the lines is that Paul has been exposed to so much suffering that he looks like death. He goes on to say that, that Paul was utterly weak and despairing of any human solution. Paul resigned his life to being over and said, this is too much. This hardship is too much. I can't, I can't do it. God, God won't let you handle more than, experience more than you can handle. I don't know that to be true. Now listen, some of us in here, not all of us, some of us know that feeling. You've, you've been there. You have experienced that overwhelming sense of, I literally don't know what to do next. I have no, like, I, I, I forget to breathe sometimes because I can't, I don't even know what my next step is. I can't think about tomorrow, let alone next week or next year, the rest of my life. I don't even know where I'm going to eat next. I have no, like, I, I feel like this is over. You, you know what Paul has felt. And I want to say this, if that's, if that's you. It isn't, ready? It isn't because you, you are a bad Christian. It isn't because you lack faith. If you just had more faith, then you wouldn't be thinking like that. This is Paul, arguably better than any of you. <laughs> He's a better Christian than any of us in this room. Like he gets it, he understands. And he himself is saying, I despaired life itself. Like this was, this was too much. This, this, this was too much. We had the sentence of death. Just, just take us, just, just end it now. It wasn't because he was lacking faith. It was because it was, these circumstances was so overwhelming. So how did this end? Again, clearly he survived. He writes about it. So, so how does this end and, and why does this happen? This is now what, where we get into, um, I, I wanna be careful because I never want to answer definitively, why does God dot, dot, dot? We get these questions a lot. Hey, can you tell me why does God dot, dot, dot? And unless it's spelled out in scripture where we see that, well, this is the reason why, who am I? Who am I to say, well, this, listen, I know other people have tried. I actually know how God thinks. I've, I've actually figured it out. And this is, this is why I wanna, I, I, wanna, I wanna caution you as well. When, when I wanna caution you from saying this or from when you hear someone say this to you from believing it. When you attempt to explain someone's circumstances with the why, why is God allowing this? Well, I think it's because you need more faith. I think it's because this thing happened in your life. I think it's because X, Y, Z. In fact, I'm just gonna tell you, can, can I, listen, I, can I tell you right now, you stop listening to that person. They don't know. To, to pretend to have an answer as to, well, why did God make me this way? Well, I think it's because I don't care what you think. Why? Some things we don't, we just simply don't know why. But what we do see what we do see 
is the byproduct of it. We see the effect of it. So why does God do this? Listen, I, 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 can, I, I see in scripture, he tends to work this way. He tends to make these decisions. Why in your life does this suffering happening? And why at this time? And why did this thing happen? I don't know. I, I would be silly to even attempt to answer that. But I do know what can come out of it. I don't know why, but I know what. And here's what Paul says. He's going to answer the, the this is, this is the, the Bible. This is the conclusion of this intense experience. He says this, but this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope and, we, and he will, that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Paul recognized that God was gracious to him and deliver him. And he doesn't say that, that this is the reason we experience it, but he says, here's the, here's, here's the byproduct that we would learn not to rely on ourselves, but we would rely on God who raises the dead and continues to raise the dead. And Paul is saying, listen, I was like, I'm, I'm looking at this situation knowing I'm, this is it, I'm dead. And here God delivers me and here I am still alive and God is still raising the souls to life. And, and I have learned that without having the answers to why, I can tell you what, that we, that I might rely not on myself, that it would strengthen my faith and my encouragement and my, my, my hope in God that, that this, here's how this experience is gonna look in my life. One day I'll be able to ask God why. Until that day, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna affect the what, the, the outcome. And here, here it is, I will rely on God. So here's, here's what we see. If we're, gonna re, if we're gonna restate this statement, if we're gonna correct it, to correct thinking and, and, and doing so, correct our understanding of maybe the things that are happening around us. It's not that God won't give you more than you can handle, but that God will help you handle what you've been given. The truth isn't that, listen, there's a, there's a level to which God won't let you endure anything else. Like this is as bad as it can get. It can't get any worse. And listen, you and I can think that. You and I can think that because we're Christians. Assuming you're a follower of Jesus, you think, you, you, we, we won't say this. We don't, even theologically, we don't like to admit it, but we wanna feel like, listen, God won't let really bad things happen to me because he loves me more than other people. And then when bad things happen, it can mess us up. It can really mess us up. And what we see in the life of Paul was, was there actually was nothing there's nothing that can happen to a non-Christian that can't happen to a Christian. And we aren't immune to bad things simply because we follow Jesus. There's no ceiling to the amount of bad things we can experience. So God won't let me handle, won't let me experience more than I can handle. No, no, that's not true. But whatever that thing is that it's like, here's my max and it's up here. That's when God says, listen, I will help you handle this. I know. This is why Paul can later on write, when I am weak, then I am strong. And his, his grace is made perfect in my weakness. So I'll boast all the, more, all the more in my weakness because when I am weak, then I am strong. He learned it because he realized I can't rely on me. And all of this experience around me is causing me to rely on him. I have to, I have to learn to do that even more. Whatever experience you're going through, 
Some of us can identify with Paul on this, and, and you went through something that was insanely difficult, that, that if we asked you to come on stage and just share, it, honestly, we would all be like, okay, can we just finish here? Because this is, that's overwhelming. I didn't know that about you. I had no idea you went through that. And you've also come through this and, and come out on the other side and said, you know, I didn't know that this, I didn't know it would be this bad. It was worse than I thought. But I also know my faith withstood it and is maybe even stronger now because of it. Some of us have gone through that and the rest of us can learn from you, can learn from that as we can learn from Paul. That you were at a point where you had no hope. There was no, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. You didn't even see a tunnel. It was, just, it was just black. Everything was black and you had no idea. And you came out of it and you can now say, you, guys, listen, I'm, I know this is hard. And this is the hardest thing you'll ever have to go through. But there is hope. There can be hope with God. Now, many of us haven't gone through that kind of despair. But listen. You might. You might one day have that moment, that experience where it is, how am I supposed to do this? I thought I was a strong Christian. I thought I had faith. I thought I knew my Bible, but I'm questioning everything. When you're in that moment, don't believe this lie that God won't let you experience more than you can handle. No, no, no. No, no, no. Instead, you tell yourself, you remind yourself, that God will help me handle whatever I've been given. Okay, this is beyond me, Lord. This is beyond my ability to even comprehend. So I need help. I need help. And, and when you're in that situation, there's a long list of people in here that have shared the same thing, that have a similar experience. And listen, here's what's, what's cool. One day, we're all in heaven, we're going we're gonna to talk with Paul. <laughs> hey, man, can I share my experience? Yeah. I mean, I read about yours. Yeah, but here's what, here's what I didn't write down. You want to hear it? Yes. It's not that God won't give you more than you can handle. That God will help you handle all that you've been given. Would you do this? Would you stand with me as we pray? So Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you. We thank you that you don't, your promise isn't a life of comfort. And it isn't even to diminish our hardship. Your promise is to be with us. That no matter what we experience, you are there. And we, we can rely on you. We can put our hope and trust in you. And while we're praying, before we finish, um, I'm there in a room this size, or maybe even if you're watching online, there are a number of us who might be in this moment right now where you're like, that's me. I'm in, the, I, I'm in that, I don't know how to get through this. I don't know how to get past it. I don't, I don't, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna pray for you. So would you do this? No one's looking around. It's just, just I'm just looking around. Uh, myself and you, just slip your hand up. I'm gonna be praying for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, there's quite a few. So, Lord, 
I pray for those of us right now in this body, in this church, our family. This is, we're all family. Those of know our family who are hurting, who are experiencing just an, a, an unknown, a moment right now that it's just, I don't know, Lord. And it's just overwhelming. This is more than I can handle, more than I can, exp- I can bear, more than, more than I can just muscle through. God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would, you would pour grace and comfort in them right now. And they'd experience a hope and a, and a confidence in you unlike maybe they ever have before. That in the pursuit of trying to understand things and not getting the why questions, we can get the what's supposed to happen next questions. And so will you, will you move in their life and will you be with them in this moment? We thank you, Lord. We worship you. We pray this in the matchless and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's worship.